And welcome in to season seven. Seven. This was football. We'd have a touchdown and the extra point, but it's not. It's hockey. You put a seven burger on the board, I'd almost guarantee you're going to win in the National Hockey League. Season seven of board check is here. And that means I'm here. Jeremy, the Impact York. Yep. You congratulate me on seven seasons, or on six seasons, plus the seventh starting now, or you can blame me. This has been my brainchild since the beginning. It's went through many incarnations. And I assure you guys, some of the video versions of this show will be back this year. We're trying to figure out logistics. There are some logistics. There has been a lot of changes in the past couple years, and that has created struggles. Nothing we can't get through. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, everybody. Obviously, the show will not always be this late in the week. I'm hoping to have it a little earlier in the week. But this is show number three of the week for us. It has been so long, and I've wanted to do three shows for so long. It's just good to be back. This, of course, as I said, is Board Check. This is the Impact Media Weekly Hockey Recap Show, where we will talk NHL. We will talk... We will talk Nashville Predators. We will talk Carolina Hurricanes. And, of course, as we kick it off tonight, we we will talk Atlanta Gladiators. Once again, I am Jeremy the Impact York. It was brought to my attention that sometimes I forget to tell you my name. I apologize. If you found... If you remembered our podcast and came back from previous seasons, thank you so much. If you are a new listener to the show, I don't know what you could have misspelled to get to us, but hey, you made it. And if you on purpose found us or found a reason to listen to us, we are so excited that you are here. As always, you guys can follow us on Twitter, follow the show directly on Twitter. Uh, we actually talk a little rugby on there, too, sometimes when that kicks up during the summer. There are a lot of parallels between rugby and hockey. Uh, tons. Uh, but at BoardCheck is the Twitter handle there. If you want to find me on any of the social medias, uh, of course, my name, just Jeremy York on Facebook. You can look up Impact Media on there as well. We're on Twitter and all that. At the Impact 99 will find me on basically any social media. So come at me, or, hey, if you got this from the iTunes Store or Spotify or wherever you found this podcast, if you want to leave us a rating, review, question, comment, suggestion, uh, recipe for a good chicken souffle, whatever you would like to do to interact with the show, please feel free to do that. And as always, this is something I forget to say on shows too. We're going to be at games. We're going to be at Gladiator Games this season. We are looking at going to uh, Carolina and Nashville at least once, somewhere during the season. We'll try to figure that out. Once again, a lot of logistics there. Uh, could be first of the year before we could make those trips. We'll figure those out. But 
if you see me at any event, whether it's hockey, whether it's the cross, it's rugby, it's football, it's college football, it's whatever. If you see me, even if I'm just a fan of the game, if I'm not covering the game, if I'm at uh, a local high school game, which, hey, I'm a part of some of those, and you see me, find me. I will make time. We will take a selfie. You can post it up social media. You can tag me in that. We have new merch coming soon. I will send you something. I will send you something for doing that. Like I said, we are working on new shirts and things like that. We still got some of the old ones left. We're going to work on, uh, I don't know, we're going to work on some different merch as well. But if you find me at any of those, please do not hesitate. Yell out my name. Won't be the first time. This time it'll actually be a good thing, though. Oh, but I digress. Let's jump into some hockey, right? That's why you tuned in. That's why I, I'm I'm here tuned in. So let's get into it. Let's start with those Atlanta Gladiators. They are the local team here in the Atlanta metro area where uh, where we are a part of. They're in their 16th season, I think, maybe 18th. Can't remember right off the top of my head. But either way, uh, they didn't play last year. They decided to set that one out after the last part of the season was canceled the year before. Obviously, the uh, the protocols with the virus and everything like that. They were one of the few teams that decided, you know what? We're going to err on the side of caution. We're going to uh, to not play, which is fine. I had no problem with that. It's their decision. It is what it is. But they are back, and so are a lot of familiar faces and a lot of fun ones that I think you guys are going to like. Let's start by going over these games. Now, let's see. Now, back last week, because we got to catch up a little bit. Last week, they went down to Orlando for their season kickoff. They're the home opener for the Orlando Solar Bears. Where we took the L on that. We started 0-1-1. 3-1 was the score there. That being said, our captain, my captain, our captain, Derek Nesbitt had the lone goal there, his first of the year. Tyler Parks was in goal for us. He had 23 saves and a spectacular performance, even in a losing effort. He is a he is a Senators prospect. That is something new for this year as well. The Gladiators are a an Ottawa Senators affiliate. They are basically, for people who are new to it, ECHL, they are basically like the double-A level. It's still professional hockey. Like the double-A level. doesn't mean they're inferior. just means there's so much talent above them that this is where everybody's at. The AHL, of course, would be the triple-A equivalent in between uh, ECHL and the NHL, just to catch everybody up. Well, Tyler Parks got called up right after this game to go to the Bellevue Senators, or Belleville. I think it's Bellevue. They are up in Canada. They are not far from Ottawa. He got called up there. They're having goalie issues inconsistent play, other things like that. And they said, you know what? We need Tyler. So Tyler actually got called up there. Uh, Let's see. So we wish him the best. We will probably see him again. Gladiator fans, whether you're new to this show, whether you're not new to this show, uh, Gladiator fans, you've been fans for over three or four years at this point. You might remember when we were a Bruins affiliate. We had Dan Vladar, who played a lot of hockey here in uh, the Duluth area, the Atlanta Duluth area. 
he got his call up the AHL a couple years ago. And then late last year, late last season, into the playoffs even, Dan got to start a few games, and he's actually on the Bruins squad now. So, you know, big things happen. Big things happen for sure. Like I said, I think we'll see Tyler again here and there, even if we don't. Wish him the best. And um, we still have some fantastic... Let's see if I can find it. I saved it somewhere. Um, here we go. For the most part, here is the um, here's the team we have at the given moment. Now, of course, we have a, uh, a new goalie there. I will I will look that up here in a second. Um. But we have uh, the rookie defenseman, Vilio. Of course, he's in. Uh, we've got forwards, Derek Nesbitt. We have talked about him. Mike Pellick. You guys might remember Mike Pellick. He last played for the Swamp Rabbits and is an absolute pest on top of being a big-time scoring player. I like that he's on our team because he... He usually goats our guys into doing some uh, acts that usually get them kicked out. They We also have veteran Cody Sylvester. Look that guy up. That guy is uh, just a tank. He is awesome. Look forward to having him. Cameron Nault is back from uh, previous seasons. Matt Wedman. Luke Nogard, you might remember him. Hugo Waugh. Tyler Cobran. Tommy Bessinger. Gabe Gertler. We'll get a name in a minute. Yeah, defenseman. Dalton Thrower, Josh Thrower, they are brothers. First time they've played together there. Greg Campbell, Tim Davison, Malcolm Hayes, who can also play a little forward. So can the throwers, by the way. Zach Yoder, Derek Tapatai, Anthony Florentino, and like I said, Chris Nell is um, Chris Nell is the the, the goalie. I have to look and see who our other goalie was. I, I did not have it written down. We'll have to look for that. Maybe we'll talk about him next week. But either way, lost that first one there. There's our team. We rebounded because just, gosh, was it last night? I think it was last night. Had the big win here in Atlanta versus those same Solar Bears. You see that a lot in ECHL. You see the home-and-homes and back-to-backs. But Orlando's also in our division. You're going to see... Uh, a lot of our division this year. We get the big win, 5-4. to four. We're now 1-1 one one in the season. Goals from Gertler, Topatai, Pellick, and Wah had two. Chris Nell had 30 saves in the victory there. Improves to 1-0 on the year. We're 1-1. One one. Our next game is this Friday. Not sure if we'll do a board check between now and then, but in case, I'll go ahead and tell you. Because if not, we'll dive deeper into this game as uh, as it comes along. That's on the 5th of November, this Friday, versus the Jacksonville Icemen. Also somebody from our division. We're going to see them a handful of times. Uh, oh, wait. In our in, uh, the game versus Orlando, we honored Derek Nesbitt scoring his 300th goal, career goal, a couple years ago. It was late in the season. 
that got canceled. Uh, of course, he didn't play last year. So uh, he is up to about 308, 309, something like that now. Fantastic. Congratulations to Derek Nesbitt on that. Like I said, next game this Friday, November 5th, versus the Jacksonville Iceman. It is Dia de los Muertos night, otherwise known as Day of the uh, Day of the Dead, basically, I believe. Great celebration. Um, you'll get uh, the face painting. You get the whole uh, Muertos culture, and it is uh, just fantastic. Uh, it's a game that usually I try to go to. I will unfortunately not be at this game. But uh, they got some great promos coming up as well. You can go to AtlantaGladiators.com. You can, uh, the best thing to do, honestly, what helps the most, like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, especially Twitter and Facebook. Those are where the most up-to-date things happen. And sign up for the newsletter as well, uh, the email newsletter. And uh, I do not work for the Glads. I do not work for any of these, by the way. But those are the easiest ways to follow them. And to uh, to get the most up to date information that you can. Let's get into the Predators. We're going to get into the NHL, and for people who want to know, the reason why we cover the Predators and the Canes on here is they are the two closest teams to Atlanta. So if you're a hockey fan looking for a team and you want one that's close to Atlanta, here are the two NHL squads that are the closest. Now it's Nashville and Carolina. Let's start with Nashville. The Navy Federal Credit Union Stadium Series is going to be in Nashville, February 26th. They're going to be at Nissan Stadium, which is where the Titans play. They're going to be there. They're going to take on the back-to-back defending champs, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, Nashville also hosted the 2016 All-Star Game, showed everybody that there ain't no party like a Nashville party, probably because the Nashville party don't stop. You guys know that. Fantastic up. I mean, you can't even call them upcoming city. They're such an artsy city, uh, in a slightly different direction than Atlanta is an artsy city. But uh, you've got, you know, you've got the music, you've got the movies, you've got the sports, you've got the art scene, you've got all that going on in Nashville. It's just a great southern city, and now they're getting to host an outdoor game. Uh, I looked a while ago. Tickets right now, I think through uh, your major ticket outlets, are going for about a hundred dollars. A hit. So if that's something you're looking into, you probably want to start planning accordingly. You want to start looking at tickets now. want to start booking hotels because it's going to fill up quick. It's definitely going to fill up quick. But that is fantastic that a stadium series is going to be down here. I believe Carolina. I don't know if Carolina's had one yet or not. I don't think about it. I don't think they have. But that could be something they look at in the future. But anytime you can play hockey outdoors, this is this is a fantastic opportunity to showcase hockey in the South. And hockey's not dead at the South. There's still plenty down here, even though we don't have the Thrashers, even though we don't have these other teams we've had before, the Knights, the Flames. Uh, there's still the Macon Mayhem. There's teams all up and down the state. The Atlanta Gladiators are, are fantastic as well, as, as we've said before. But hockey's not dead in the South. And uh, once again, great that the Navy Federal Credit Union Stadium Series, I mean, gosh, even to have Tampa Bay there, Tampa Bay is going to travel. Their players, I mean, their fans are going to come up there. And it's even if you're not a fan of either of those teams, if you get a chance to go to an outdoor game, go to the outdoor game. It's going to be fantastic. 
The Predators, they have three wins in a row. They had the 5-2 to two victory over Minnesota. They had the 3-1 to one victory over the Sharks and the 3-2 to two victory over the New York Islanders. That was a uh, shootout victory, actually. Uh, given where the Predators were starting to fall last year, it's good to see them on the up and up. We'll get to the standings here in a minute. But for now, uh, some of the leaders in this team right now, you've got uh, Roman Yossi with three goals and six assists. You've got Johansson with three goals and three assists. It is really spread out. There are a handful of people with four goals, a handful with three, uh, you know, five or six assists for people. They're really starting to pick it up and really starting to get on a roll, and that's just fantastic. You got uh, Saros, who is now officially the starting goalie. He is three and four on the year with a 245 uh, goals against average. And uh, Connor Ingram, the 24 year old, I believe, rookie. Connor Ingram is one and zero with a 2.02. Having uh, uh, they're both having a pretty good year. You, those are pretty good numbers. Three and four is what it is. But hey, the team's hanging in there, so you got to give yourself a chance. They're absolutely doing that. Upcoming games for your Nashville Predators. On the 2nd, which will be Tuesday, they will be in Calgary for the Red Hot Flames. They kind of have a rough go of it right here. Uh, on Wednesday, the 3rd, they will be in Edmonton versus the uh, surging Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid, one of the best players in the league, uh, leads that team. And then on Friday... They will be in Vancouver to kind of hit a little bit of the uh, mini Canadian tour there. They will play the Canucks. And uh, the Canucks are not quite as surging or red hot as Calgary or Edmonton, but, hey, the Canucks can still throw down. I think they're sitting at about 3-4, and 4-4, something like that right now. Uh, It should be a big-time week, big-time week for the Preds. We look forward to seeing what they have going and uh, hope to talk about some more victories in next week's show. Talk about the uh, the Hurricanes. They welcomed in David Ayers. For people who don't know, a couple seasons ago, the Hurricanes had both their starting and backup goalie with injuries about midway through the second period, I believe. They had to go to the emergency in-house goaltender. They were in Toronto. That would be David Ayers. David Ayers, every, every team in every area has an emergency goaltender that's usually just in attendance in the off chance that both goalies from a team get hurt or injured or, or something happens that they have somebody they can go to. So it, and it works for both teams. So, you know, Nashville has one in Nashville. The Canes have one up, up in, uh, up in uh, Raleigh and Toronto's with a guy named David Ayers. Well, David came in and actually faced a good handful of shots and was able to lead the Canes to a victory over his Maple Leafs, who he was the backup goalie for, technically. It was uh, it was uh, quite a night, but the Canes welcomed him in. They caught it. They catch up with him a couple times a year. He's a fantastic guy. Uh, by the way, if you want to listen, to, uh, we'll talk about their podcast later on. Since you listen to mine, I will, I will plug theirs as well. But uh, they were able to catch up with him. Had a great time. Uh, it's always a good listen. I, I implore you guys to uh, go listen to when they catch up to David Ayers. Uh, as far as the Canes, they are currently 8-0-0. They are the only unbeaten team. Up until now, there were two. That was the Florida Panthers, who had an overtime loss the other night. Well, that means you're not completely undefeated. So 
As of right now, the Hurricanes are 8-0-0. Zero, and zero. And I think a lot of it has had to do, because there's a couple new faces, a lot of it has had to do with coaching, especially Rod Brendamore. Uh, I think they're, they're the ones making a big difference. It's in the way he coaches, in the because he used to play Rod Brendamore, people who are new to the sport or may not remember him. Fantastic two-way player. Uh, one of the league leaders for a long time. And uh, turns out he's one of the best head coaches in the league. With this young team, he really has, he, he's really figured out a way to to kind of rein them in and to, to keep them on the up and up and in the best control of their self. And they, they're just doing spectacular. As I said, they're the only unbeaten team led by uh, Andrei Sveshnikov, who has seven goals and four assists. Sebastian Ajo, who has five goals and five assists. You also have uh, Tevu Terabainen. Uh I think Jesper Faust is still there. I mean, just, they, they have an all-star team. And this is a year, another year, this is about the third year in a row, that you kind of have to look with a higher expectation that the Hurricanes have got to be one of the favorites. Even though they're in the same division as Tampa Bay, who is the favorite, you just have to think. You just have to think. Maybe, if they can keep everything together, keep the uh, the injury bug away, maybe the Canes can make a deep run, and I think it would be uh, outstanding. So. Part of their eight in a row. Let's go through them real quick. They had the six. There is a theme. Six to three victory over the Islanders on opening night. Three to two over Nashville. Four to one over Montreal. Five to one over Columbus Blue Jackets. Four to one over Toronto in the David Ayers game. Or the David Ayers Memorial game. Or not Memorial, I guess. Recognition game. I don't know. We'll call it the David Ayers Bowl. Three and zero against Boston. Six six to three over Chicago. Chicago's a whole other mess. And 2-1 to one over Arizona just the other night. You notice most of these games they're winning by two and three goals. There has only been 3-2 uh, to two versus Nashville and 2-1 to one versus Arizona. They've been one goal games. They are smashing people. Smashville Predators style. Except for they're in Carolina. The Canes, the Canes smash. There we go. The Canes smash. Uh, their upcoming games, of course, they've got a game Wednesday in Chicago, and then they are off for like four or five days. So we'll talk more about that next week as far as their upcoming schedule. I told you about uh, Svetch and Ajo. Uh, Frederick Anderson, who comes from Toronto, where he was a perennial backup, and when he was put in, he, he didn't have the best performances except for last year he had a pretty good run they signed him he is currently seven and oh he has made 205 saves and uh he has a 1.29 goals against average and ante ranta who is a perennial starter practically anywhere in the league as well he is one and oh with a 3.00 goals against average there they're doing just spectacular just doing Spectacular. And uh, like I said, we'll, we'll be talking more about it. I'm going to 
I already know of a couple guests from the uh, the uh, the NHL world that we're going to try to have back on the show. A couple new ones that uh, even I haven't spoken to in this capacity. Look forward to doing some fun things there with that. Let's get into some NHL hot topics. And I want to get this one out of the way because it's the most negative by far. And it's a mess. And it's just it's ridiculous that, that it even happened. Just, um, yeah. The Chicago Blackhawks. I put this on the organization because it seems to me the more we get into this, that the more people could ha- were alerted of this and did nothing when they could have done something to help the situation and not make it as bad. You see somebody roll down a hill. Just ro- just the person, not, not in the car or anything. You see somebody roll down a hill. Don't you go check on them? And don't you see what happened so that maybe nobody else will roll down that hill and so but somebody else can't get hurt? Well, you can't tell the Blackhawks that. Like I said, I, I only hold a couple players responsible in this, but there's been a theme in Chicago with sexual-related assaults and things like that over the years. Go look them up. There's a reason why I'm not a fan of a couple of their players before this. But apparently at some point, we've already had Scotty Bowman step down as team president or whatever he was doing. The Florida coach, Joe Quinville, he resigned from his post in Florida, which is probably why they went a little bit of a skid in that last game. But either way, because Quinville was in Chicago when this happened. There's a player, a young player by the name of Kyle Beach. And he came out and made some allegations about a uh, about sexual assault, possibly plural, between, I think, a veteran player and himself in the organization. And the best thing is, unlike the NFL with their Washington football team investigation, where they're clearly hiding that, go listen to to uh, this week's uh, That Sports Show for more on that. Um, In the NHL world, the people involved with this, including Chicago, has made this public. The findings are public. And so we we are learning more and more each day. Uh, Like I said, it started with allegations. Turns out Kyle Beach telling the truth. I didn't think he was making it up because most people don't make up stuff like this. But now I want to see what the NHL and the Blackhawks do about it. The NA, the NHL, I could see, are probably going to see what the Blackhawks are going to do. And if they don't like what they're going to do, they're going to go over the top of them. But I have faith in the Blackhawks. They are, a, they are a classy organization. Things happen. You know what? The stuff with Penn State years ago and Jerry Sandusky were awful. This is kind of in the same realm to a point. Because of the things that clearly happened to this guy, Kyle. Kyle, it's not even up to me to do this, but in the off chance that you or somebody you know is listening to this, I am sorry this happened to you. This shouldn't happen in any capacity, whether it's the NHL, whether it's the post office, whether it's uh, uh, digging ditches, whatever. It doesn't matter. This should, you should never be put in these situations like that. And I'm not going to go into exactly what transpired here because it's not the venue to do so. If you guys want to know more about it, I implore you to an easy Google search will uh, 
we'll put you on the right information. There are many articles already about this. What I want to know is what the Blackhawks are going to do about it. I think you have to punish those involved. Um, I think you have to put things in place to try to help prevent things like this from happening. But uh, just, it's, I mean, here it is. Here, here is a, a deep black eye to the NHL, the hockey community, early in the season. Like It doesn't matter when it happened. It's terrible. But we should be talking about some of the biggest things going on so far in the NHL. And instead, we're having to apologize and try to make up for the ridiculous selfish actions of at least one of its players. Just just ridiculous. Like I said, Chicago, I know you're a classy organization. I want you to do everything you can to uh, throw the book at this guy and, and anybody else uh, involved. Maybe even criminal charges. I don't know that Chicago can necessarily do that, but I think you should face criminal charges because, once again, to make the parallel to the NFL, if Deshaun Watson's facing 22 cases of alleged sexual assault, we need to throw the book at him for any of those he's guilty for. We need to throw the book at these people here as well. Let's go to some lighter things, right? Let's go to some lighter notes here. Let's end on a high note. Told you about the Panthers, the Canes, off to the hot start. Now the Canes are the only unbeaten team. We'll see if they can continue that streak later this this week, as I said, as they will face Chicago, of all teams. They will face Chicago on Wednesday. Weird thing going on with the schedule sometime this year in the NHL. Some teams will play one or two games and get four days off, and some some will play three games in a week and then get three days off. And, okay, not real sure what's going on with that. But, you know, the extra rest is it's made for some exciting games. Maybe they know what they're doing. Speaking of the Senators, Brady, Brady Kachuk finally signs his extension with the Senators. Uh, it is uh, for a ton of money. And he was skating, and he was hanging out. And, in fact, I think in his third game back with the squad, he scored his first goal. And he said he was glad to be back having fun and playing hockey. Well, as a partial Senators fan, because uh, you are the pro affiliate of our Gladiators, welcome back. Toronto signed defenseman Morgan Riley to an eight-year, $60 million extension. Uh, Morgan Riley, by far one of the best defensemen in the game. Eight years, $60 million. That's a good chunk of money, man. Yeah, definitely going to help Toronto with their run this year. We have a new team. If by now you guys don't know that, wake up. The Seattle Kraken have started their year. They made their debut Um And uh, they've actually picked up their first win the other night. They are just a couple points behind Vegas in their division for fourth place, I believe. There's a good chance they could make the playoffs. And uh, if you haven't seen their logo, just wicked sick. They have a really cool team. They kind of pulled a Vegas model. Not quite as good as when Vegas pulled it off. But Seattle is going to be a team you're going to have to contend with. And uh, just outstanding work here. Ovechkin is eyeing Brett Hull for fourth all-time in goals. 
the other night he pulled past uh, Marcel Dion. So I can find that list again. I had it. There it is. So we pull that up. Ovechkin. Each week we're gonna have Ovechkin watch basically because each week he gets closer and closer. Let's put it this way: when he moves into fourth, he's only gonna like passing three people. Yamir Yager, I'm pretty sure, is third. Gordy Howe is second. Wayne Gretzky is first. Now, he would have to play about four or five more seasons, I believe, to get close to Gretzky, but probably about two or three seasons to get close to Howe. Here we go. As of right now, Alexander Ovechkin has 739 goals. He is two behind Brett Hall for fourth. With 741. 766 for Yager, which means there's a chance Ovechkin could actually pass him this year. Um, next year, he would probably be close to Gordie Howe, who has 801, and Wayne Gretzky has 894. So I would say he's got four seasons. If he can play four seasons and, play, and be healthy, then I think Ovechkin is right there. And honestly, Wayne Gretzky says he talks to him all the time, says he tells him all the time, I would love you to break my records. That's what records are there for, for people to uh, push hard and break the records of those before him. You want everybody to continually get better as things go on. Today's athletes should be better than yesterday's athletes that were better than the ones before them. That's the way it should go. And so even with Gretzky's blessing, Ovechkin, fantastic. And, and whether you like him or the Capitals, at least respect the man. He has done some fantastic things. Austin Matthews finally got his first goal of the year, and it happened to be his 200th of his career uh, for Toronto. He's had a nagging wrist injury that has just really not put him in a good place the past couple years. And uh, it looks like he's he's finally back healed from that and looking forward to the things. Austin Matthews, one of the stars of this league, Connor McDavid. Um. Uh, Nate McKinnon out in Colorado, anybody in Tampa, all kinds of great young stars. If if your favorite team doesn't have one, I'm sure the guys next to you do. But, hey, find your favorite player, cheer for those players. Austin Matthews is definitely a fun, fun player to watch. Uh, Lucas Raymond, the 19-year-old Detroit Red Wing, got a hat trick versus Chicago. Chicago's really getting hammered this year uh he got a hat trick the other day i think he is the youngest in detroit history at 19 years old to have a hat trick congratulations to him on that one tampa bay's nikita kucherov one of the stars of the league is going to be out eight to ten weeks and looks like the la kings standout drew dowdy is uh he has a knee bruise he's going to be out for about eight weeks as well. Let's talk about the standings. Let's talk. Let's start in the Metropolitan. That's where the Hurricanes are. They are 8-0-0. They have 16 points. Washington, not not far behind with 13 points. They are 5-0-3. They are, uh, they are and, and by three 
Uh, they have been to overtime and lost three times, but you get a point for that. They have 13 points. 11 for the Rangers. Philadelphia has nine, which is rebounded. They were in the bottom for a while. But New Jersey, the New Jersey Devils, New York Islanders, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and the Pittsburgh Penguins all have eight points in the bottom of that division. Now, Pittsburgh, hey, they've been doing it without Sidney Crosby and Jeff Carter and uh, Latang and, and Jake Gunsel. Gunsel missed a game. Latang looks like I think he's about to be back. Sid's about to be back. Watch out for Pittsburgh. We could see them surge pretty soon with that one. We'll go to the Atlantic. The Florida Panthers at 8-0-1 have 17 points. They have a six-point lead over Buffalo. Buffalo out of nowhere, who's suddenly doing good without Jack Eichel, who they're probably going to trade as soon as he's healthy. They have 11 points, 10 for Detroit. Once again, Buffalo and Detroit have been teams at the bottom of the league for the last handful of years. Kind of nice to see them put it together. Back-to-back returning champs, Tampa Bay Lightning have nine points, as do the Toronto Maple Leafs, eight for the Boston Bruins. The Ottawa Senators have six. They're starting to put some things together. The Montreal Canadiens with four. Now, the way this usually works is the top three in each division, or top four, three or four, I don't know. They do it different every year. It seems like, well, I think the top three make the playoffs. Let's see, that would be 12. No. The top four in every division make the playoffs, and based off where you finish as to uh, where the seeding is, of course. A lot of times you end up playing against people in other divisions. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the Central, where we'll find the Nashville Predators here in a minute. St. Louis Blues, always a pretty solid team, great organization. They have 12 points, 10 for the Winnipeg Jets, who used to be the Atlanta Thrashers, 10 for the Minnesota Wild, 8 for Nashville, 8 for Colorado. Pretty good to hang in there with Colorado. Dallas has 7, Chicago has 2, and the Arizona Coyotes have 1. Sometimes during board check, you will hear me rant about the Arizona Coyotes, and uh, today is not one of those days, but you're going to hear it. Just fair warning. In the Pacific, Calgary Flames at 6-1-1. Fantastic start for them. They have 13 points, 12 for the Edmonton Oilers, 10 for the San Jose Sharks, the Vegas Golden Knights holding down fourth with eight points, seven points for the Seattle Kraken, Vancouver Canucks, and Anaheim Ducks, the Anaheim Not-So-Mighty Ducks. And the L.A. Kings have five. Now, here's something in particular. Some, some things that stick out to me from this. Um, Edmonton's always been pretty good. Calgary's been kind of right on the cusp. Who forgot to tell the San Jose Sharks that they were supposed to be bad this year? Every report we heard was that, you know, they were going to potentially have a fire sale. Were they going to keep Brett Burns? Were they going to keep Hurdle? Were they going to keep some of these other guys? And then they started off to a 5-3-0 start in their third place in their division. So, hey, shout out to friend of the show, Cody Elias, who is a San Jose Sharks fan out that way. Enjoy it, man. They're they're fantastic. Um, other things that stick out besides Buffalo and Detroit that I told you. Um, I guess probably the Flyers in fourth, I would say. I, I really thought they'd be bottom of the barrel. But they've been able to put some things together and uh, do some good things. Now, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for tuning in to the season debut of Vorcheck. Happy Halloween. 
to everybody out there. Hopefully you're safe. Hopefully you got a lot of candy. And uh, hopefully you dress as your favorite podcast hockey host. If you did, send me the picture. I will absolutely send you and your kids something. Absolutely. At the Impact 99. At Board Check. Those are all the fun ways you can find us. But for now, I'm Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Go watch, go watch hockey, peeps. <laughs>